0: Oh, hey guys. Thanks for coming back or joining us the first time on the I Am Salt Lake podcast. Today on episode 450, we are joined by Maylee Miles, owner and managing partner at BGR and Sugarhouse. Okay, I was totally blown away by the variety of experience that Maylee has in different industries, like mining and catering, and how she incorporates all of the knowledge into her current project. We got to discuss some of the challenges BGR has faced through the current pandemic, You guys will actually get to find out my favorite BGR burger, and we found out some fun facts about Meili being a certified rescue diver
1: such a great conversation oh, oh so my fun. gosh I love their hamburgers they oh, oh so my gosh good. They're,
0: they're like my mind wants to explode they're so good
1: hey before we get into the conversation though let's introduce ourselves we're the hosts of the show my name is Chris Hollifield, and my name is Chrissy Hollifield. hey if this is your first time here welcome to the podcast if you're asking what is this podcast all about what am I about to get into what's the theme here well, Chrissy and I—we're talking to business owners, comedians, authors, tattoo artists, restaurant owners, breweries, distilleries—really, anyone that might have a cool story to share. And this is actually, let's see—the podcast eight-year anniversary was last August. That means it's time for the 2020 Best of Utah Awards that City Weekly does. This could be our fourth year that we're, we could win the Holy plaque, Chrissy.
0: Wow, really?
1: Yeah, fourth Dang. year. Uh, so what that means is we need our listeners to vote for us. Yes, because it's their choice if whether we win or not. Well, there is a category for best local podcast, and I can't think of a better podcast than I am Salt Lake podcast. So what you need to do is type in IamsaltLake.com dot slash best of Utah twenty twenty. This will forward you over to the City Weekly page where you can vote. You need to vote by the 30th of this month. So you really only have like 10 days that you have to vote. So you need to make sure to get in there and vote, tell your coworkers to vote, tell your friends to vote. One vote per person. There is uh, you need to vote for at least 10 categories, though, for your vote to count. There's like 100 categories, though, so you don't need to worry about that. But I know a lot of people can't think of, you know, I I don't know, you know, all these things, but at least 10 of them. And submit it. Yeah, I am salt slash best of Utah twenty twenty. Let's get uh let's get the fourth let's year for I am open. Salt Lake Podcast. Who's the best local podcast? I am Salt Lake Podcast. No, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> That's the closest Anyways, I'll ever do to change. So chilling. yeah, let's uh let's do that, you guys, by the end of the month. I love
0: it. And if you guys need tips for other people to vote for, you can always go visit supportsaltlake.com where we have a list of our amazing business supporters who support our podcast. So go vote for them in the, in uh, this too. That would be fantastic. Obvs.
1: All right. Here's that conversation that we had with Maylee Miles from BGR and Sugar House. She has such a great story. I think you're going to like it. Here we go. Just imagine the three of us were going to sit down and eat a hamburger together at uh, BGR, right? And we're
0: I actually would prefer to be doing that
1: right now
2: with with you not, not because we're talking to you next with time we you. move the studio to the restaurant,
1: yeah, oh. yeah, I like to even just kind of find out, are you from Utah or did you move to Utah, or what's your history there as far as where you've lived and where you're from
2: oh yeah, so i'm i'm not um I wasn't born in Utah, I'm originally from Indonesia. The background that brought us to Utah is mining. So I have actually quite a variety of backgrounds. I worked for mining companies for a couple of years in the jungle of West Papua. If you know, Papua New Guinea is like the border. um, West Papua is next to it. So I worked for Freeport McMoran. It's a gold mine. Um, I think it's the biggest gold mine still in the world right now. And I work for a consulting and then mining is what brought us to Utah. Before then, we worked for a mining company in Nevada in Alco. And before that, we worked for two years in Guatemala in another mining. So what do you do there? What, a lot like, of mining. What, what part of the mining journey do you fall in? So first I was I was working for a IT consulting company called Accenture. Um, so one of the clients is the mining of Freeport McMoran, and I was helping with the upgrade of their software program. It's called Ellipse. And then after that, I they hired me uh, in the training department, uh, developing technical competency for the miners from um, the very bottom level all the way to the VP, what kind of technical competency they have to have and that kind of stuff. Oh, so yeah, wow. that is so cool. <laughs> yeah, my mom owned a catering company growing up, so we are used to hustle and uh, getting food ready for customers. That was when I was in high school. I remember she would wake us up like at three a.m. like, "Hey, get up and help." <laughs> so,
1: what what on kind of roof? You get downstairs and work. <laughs> what kind of food was it that your mom was catering? Was it just all kinds of food, or or uh, desserts, or what was it?
2: Uh, Mostly what she did was for like uh, an event like a birthday or mostly like kids' birthday, and she would package it um, for 100 people, 200 people, how many they need.
1: So to fast forward just a little bit to Utah, I'm sure there's a lot of things that happened in in between there, but to kind of fast forward to – a little more present day. You're you're currently the owner, uh, manager, the the head person at BGR in Sugar House, right? Is that I mean what would be your title, I guess? The, the owner, boss the, lady? the boss, the boss.
2: <laughs> I like that. I know. My my supervisor will call me Hefa. <laughs> La Hefa. What, what is so? No.
0: What does that mean? The, the boss in Mexica, in Spanish. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, disclaimer, I am a dumb, ignorant American. Proceed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's okay. I used to live in Guatemala. That's how I know all these words, too. So, um, yeah, so I'm, the title is managing member. So I have my husband and my brother-in-law as the other business owners, but my brother-in-law works in Alaska. So he doesn't come here as probably just like once a month. And my husband comes in every Saturday, minimal, because he's a clean freak. Oh my God. So he does, <laughs> he comes on Saturday morning, check out everything, make sure all the equipment works, the grill is clean as it can be, and there's no dust anywhere. It's just it's, his perfectionist that way. But I am more into the day to day operations. I do the scheduling, I uh, do the payroll, I do the Coordinate marketing and anything else, uh, janitor, whatever. <laughs> That's fair.
1: A jack of all trades, right? Yes. You, you kind of do it all, yep. and and you find yourself probably working long days and seventy, you oh. know, one hundred twenty-hour weeks.
0: People don't realize how hard it is to run your own business
2: and unpredictable, right? Oh um, my gosh! One yes. of the staff would like. I got stomachache. Of course, you can't. Push them to work. Say, okay, I'll come in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at all Absolutely. Hours so. so
0: what made you, do you still work in the mining or did you leave that completely and just, do, you're a restauranteur, that's what you do? Like, how did that change happen?
2: The last job I had before the restaurant owner is um, I worked for a mining contractor in an engineering company. And I quit that job because I know I'm going to need to focus full time. But now I'm actually, I've got pretty good stuff. I'm actually also a business broker. I help business owners. I know it's tough to, you know, do valuation on your business. So I'm helping them if they're ready to sell their business. So that's another thing that I do. But I think 80% of my time or 70% of my time is in the restaurant. I mean, you have to. That's where you put all your money in. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Wow. (laughs) That's a lot. You do a lot.
1: So how long has BGR been there in Sugarhouse? How long has it been? Has it been like four or five years now? Even know, so? it's, This December will be three years. Oh, is that, okay, three I years. Thought it was, okay. Yeah,
0: I thought it was a little bit newer because we would have eaten there before. And, you, and you've ago. been
1: kind of the, the, the owners this whole time, the managing uh, owners this whole time since the very beginning?
2: Yeah, I used to have a general manager, but now I'm doing it.
1: Like with your location, I mean it seems like you guys got a pretty good location though. I mean, I'm sure it's sometimes you probably people can probably kind of miss it. It's a little tucked away in there. Um mm-hmm. but it, it seems like but, your location, you're probably getting some good traffic through mm-hmm. there. And and, and
0: and like it's not high traffic, but it's accessible. So when you're eating yeah. there, it's a very relaxing atmosphere, which is what I liked about it.
2: Yeah, it's more like a neighboring traffic, right? Yeah, it's not yeah. like yeah, it's, it's not like on like a, the road. <laughs> 15,000 vehicles right? by, yeah.
1: For listeners, uh, just to kind of paint a picture, I mean, uh, for people that have never been to BGR, which I'm hoping a lot of listeners have never been, and then they'll visit you from listening to this episode, how, I mean, the menu, I mean, it's burgers, hot dogs, French fries. What's on your menu? What do you guys got going on there?
2: Yeah, so um, our burgers are all six ounce. um, So that's like almost double than some of, Some of the other restaurants, fast food, like if you compare us to McDonald's, we're like three, four times their size. And um, we cook it to order, like how do you like it? Rare, medium, well done and anything in between. Uh, We also actually just add a couple of new menu items. It's a bison burger that we infuse with chipotle seasoning. It's really tasty and we could cook it medium or however you like it the same way. And then lamb burger that we infuse with smoky, spicy harissa seasoning and Wagyu burger, Wagyu beef burger that we infuse with black truffle, real black truffle, not the oil, the real shavings. Oh, wow.
0: One of the things that I love specifically about BGR is you guys always have like a a burger of the week or, or, you know, like this, this, that's limited time. And I've had two of them. And my mind about exploded. They, I just—it's like the best burgers I've ever had. And you wouldn't think. I mean, I think there were green apples on one, and one was a cranberry sauce Thanksgiving one. And oh my gosh, it's so oh cute. you
2: remember that? Oh, 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 oh,
0: I, <laughs> oh, I think you underestimate my fandom. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Actually, it's like a thinking- snowflake. Yeah, the one that the one with the green apple on it. It was uh, used to be July, August. Now it became it becomes our uh, permanent menu on our permanent menu because it was no so popular. Way. Really? Yeah, we I didn't know it, that. We really listened and looked at the data. It's like, wow, this is one of the most popular burger of the month. So let's put it on the board. <laughs> that is so
1: cool. What's your favorite burger there? Do you have a favorite burger?
2: This is the one that Chrissy just mentioned. Uh, we we it's called Sugar House Burger, so it's got grill, grilled green apple and uh, organic spring mix on top of the burger uh, with the brie cheese and bacon. And then I also love the bison; it tastes really good. The bison chipotle. Ooh, I should try that. I eat just the patty itself <laughs> without anything on it. <laughs>
1: Alright, it's that time of the podcast where we're gonna take just a minute or two to tell you about one of our awesome sponsors, Market Source Real Estate. They've actually been a sponsor of this podcast for going on like four years now. I love them so much. Hey, are you thinking of moving to Salt Lake City, the the valley, the area? Are you looking at finally getting out of the rent game and finally buying a house of your own? Well you need to contact our good friend Monique over at Market Source Real Estate. The cool thing is, is she actually helped us find the home that we're recording this very podcast in right now.
0: Yeah. And for almost 20 years, Market Source Real Estate has been specializing in help, helping people just like you and me buy and sell homes in the Sugar House, as well as the greater Salt Lake area.
1: In Market Source Real Estate, they have a background in flipping houses because they've owned like 20 homes themselves. So they know the ins and outs of older homes.
0: And if you're looking to sell your home? Market Source Real Estate specializes in helping sellers update or repair their homes to increase their value and help make you more money.
1: All right, so like I said at the beginning, if you're looking to move to Salt Lake City, the valley, the area, if you're looking to move across town, or if you just want to get out of the rent game, like I'm talking about, contact Monique at Market Source Real Estate. ThinkSaltLakeCity.com is her website. You can find all the information there, or just give her a call. Eight zero one. 810-6773, and many thanks to Marcus Source Real Estate for sponsoring this episode of the podcast.
0: Going there and getting a burger like a classy burger. Okay, I'm sorry, I, I'm legitimately obsessed. <laughs> like, no, you're you can, you can go get this amazing burger that is so unique for a reasonable price. And then you can also grab a glass of wine, which you really can't do at many burger joints. Yeah, And it's just yeah. like, uh, it's, it's a really nice high-end feeling experience, but it's not going to break the bank. And that, I don't know. I just love it there. That's exactly the
2: philosophy behind it is we, we use the high quality ingredients that you would find in a fine dining place, but with the casual, you know, cas- casual price
1: yeah that's <laughs> yeah, it's right they have an alcohol license i forgot yeah. you guys have wine and beer and stuff so that's and good sorry you know, if here? i sound
0: like an infomercial no this is like what i say to my friends when i'm talking to them no man it's <laughs> he,
1: here's the thing we have so much amazing food in the salt lake city area really i mean there's so much mm-hmm. great food and that's why i love to to bring uh bring those people on this podcast kind of find their story out find out what makes them tick find out about their food and especially right now with COVID, I'm sure you've got hit hard. I'm sure it's really yep. affected your business. And, uh, this is one of the few things I could do to help you out with, uh, with hopefully getting some people there to support you guys to, uh, to, to keep you around because I want to keep you here in, in Sugar House.
2: We're very selfish. Yeah, now, we right? like to be still in Sugar House. The COVID thing is it's crazy, right? I, I still remember when they make the announcement of only takeout, which we totally understand, we totally support. It's just how to get through that phase, right? Remember the day before that, I was actually having lunch, um, a networking lunch, and my manager called me or texted me, said, come in and help. I know you're around here. (laughs) So. We were like, we were slammed that day for lunch. So I, I ran from my networking lunch going there. And the next day, after they announced it's take, uh, takeout only, it was dead. It's like, wow, it's like a night and day. <laughs> it's like my brain was rolling in, like, well, how do we do it? I, I know this is going to be a while. The restaurant's going to be empty like this. So, yeah, it, definitely you have to be super creative, work with the team. And work it out um, with your marketing and stuff. So
1: when you first found out about it, though, I'm sure you were like the rest of us where you thought, oh, this will only last a couple of months. And now we're here, what, six, seven months later.
0: I legitimately, when I had to start working from home, thought it would be two weeks max.
2: Not (laughs) expected. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's like in the back of my mind. That was my hope, and two weeks, mm-hmm. two weeks later, it's like, all right, <laughs> this is gonna it's even last worse. until no when.
1: Oh. So, are you guys doing dine in now? Then you guys are are doing dine in now.
2: We do dine in now, um, although most of our transactions are still online order and phone call. Um, we took out bunch of furnitures out to make sure that we comply with that six feet distance and took out chairs. They're in my basement now. And also the patio furniture, we we took out like three or four of them to make sure we have that six feet distance between each other. And we put like floor decals for people to stand within six feet of each other and glass divider um, on the counter. And we actually do a contactless payment where people don't have to give us their credit card so that we don't, you know, move cards around and move our germs around.
1: That's smart. You were mentioning how you had, you know, you have all the tables and everything social distanced and which I know all the restaurants are are doing, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure that's hard on business because you can't fit as many people inside your, your space there. So I'm sure it, it, uh, Long term wise, you really can't do that forever.
0: Well, and especially if you're a cozy environment as a restaurant, turnover becomes a little bit more important when you can't have as many people, but you don't want to push people out. I mean, that that is that's a tricky thing.
2: That's a tricky situation. I think people um, we're grateful that people understand that that when we're at capacity, they know that they will just do takeout. And so far, we haven't had people complaining about, I like, we can't sit down here. And I think because they know that, they do a lot of online ordering. So that covers a little bit of the gap in the sale um, that people order online and call us to place an order instead of all trying to come in. And I I, I appreciate the neighborhood so much. They're very understanding. That is really cool. You don't see that everywhere.
1: Do you ever think about like opening up a new restaurant or anything? I'm always curious, like talking to uh, restaurant owners. Is it going to be an addiction? Uh, if they, you know, cause I know how it is for me. My mind is always going and I'm like, oh, I should start this business venture. I should start this business venture. I was just wondering if you've had to deal uh, with similar problems of wanting to always start new projects.
2: Wow. That's how I got into that uh, business broker. <laughs> so
0: yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a creative um, outlet
2: for you. I, I I love looking at numbers, so that's why I got into the brokerage and trying to help out fellow business owners, you know, trying to figure out what we can do. Um, yeah, we were actually looking at another location before COVID hit. I'm glad that I didn't sign that lease.
1: Oh, <laughs> wow. So I you didn't were, you know that-, that would survive. You almost had to. Like, you were really super close to signing another lease.
2: Yeah, we've been back and forth and um, this happened. It's like, all right, we, we just can't, we just have to
1: pause. Do you care to share where you were going to open or would you rather keep that top secret? Um, we keep it, we keep it top secret. It's fine. fine. We don't (laughs) don't need to. We don't need to, we don't need to I could. I don't want to expose anything. No, that's, that's, that's really cool though. I mean, being a business owner, running a business is, is, is difficult. And then you do it with family. And what is some advice? that you would give somebody who wants to start a business. Let's say they've never owned a business. They've never ran a business. They've never managed a business. Do you have some advice you would give them?
2: Yeah. Uh, take your time. Do your due diligence super well. Don't be afraid to tell anyone that you're dealing with vendor, contractor, or uh landlord. Say, so, hey, I need to ask all these questions so don't be afraid. Don't be thinking like, well, they're gonna think that I'm a wishy washy. Don't just just do your do your homework super well and think of the worst situations, kind of like this pandemic, right? What can I what can I uh, work out if pandemic happens? Like if you're negotiating your lease. I mean, our landlord is super nice, but when you I mean, I give this advice to a couple of my friends who start who would start a new business um, it's like look at your lease and think of the worst scenario that you could probably gonna face and reread that language make sure that you you got yourself covered oh, yeah. because you're in the business not to lose money i mean you're in the business not to lose your house not to lose yeah. all your possessions make sure that you're covered okay i have a
0: weird random question if you ever had a client say like me doing, helping them with business with this kind of advice, what do you tell them if they're a little bit afraid of confrontation or how can they, you know, how would you kind of guide them to make them realize that it's a business and you don't have to feel bad if you need to ask for something. Is that something you run across often?
2: Yeah. Me and my husband, my husband is the super nice guy, but he would be very critical in the back and um, you know, in the back. But when he faced, when he asked a question, Just be very nice about it. I mean, they um, be like, you know, I appreciate you. Appreciate all the explanations. But I just want to make sure one thing, you know, and if they if they like you got too much questions, this is not this is not making sense. Then, you know, that it's not worth going for. True. Yeah, it's not. If they're being difficult now, they're going to be even more difficult later. Oh, that is like the most
0: real thing ever.
2: Yeah, you have the valid reason, excuse to ask questions. This is your money. You're gonna have to spend what? One year, two years, three years, ten years. (laughs) Yeah. That's how how do you keep
1: yourself motivated with all this? I mean, I'm sure it's hard, especially with uh, everything going on. I mean, shoot, just the other day, half the trees in Salt Lake City got blown down. I mean, yeah. there's more than just the pandemic that we're dealing with this year. Because that and an
2: earthquake weren't enough, yeah. right? I mean,
1: what, <laughs> what, what do you do to keep that smile on your face?
2: Well, I wasn't smiling Tuesday. <laughs> just, I, I mean, I was so stressed. And um, I think about like, this is really... Outside everyone's power. Don't think about that one day revenue loss. Just happy that nothing, you know, your your employees are safe and and you just have to figure out. And I I I think um for me personally, I try to do good things for others because I know that karma is going around. So I just try to support others who would be in the same or who are in the same situation as I am. And Trying to see what you can do to help them. And I think the next day was yesterday. We we got pretty busy. So I really believe in that karma. <laughs> I love I do too. That's like a huge personal thing of mine too. Yeah, I actually went out to a restaurant and was open with my friends and trying to support them because they were quiet too, because it's cold, nobody wants to get out and so And it's you don't know what's gonna
0: happen if you go outside.
1: Do you do you see more people do, do you see more and more people coming out uh for lunch and dinner now versus like even over the last few months like each day kind of more people kind of adventuring yeah, outside more comfortable, and more comfortable or what yeah. it's gonna take to get people to be more comfortable
2: I've seen a lot better now but I've also uh, I I look at the data every day most of our orders are still online so people are comfortable getting going out and pick up food um Hmm. but i've seen more and more people coming and dining in it's just starting to to level up a little bit as far as proportion and that's yeah yeah no i I was just
1: curious if if more and more and then i mean obviously none of us can predict the winter what that's going to do yeah Mm -hmm. for us but uh that's great that's um we also like to find out a little bit about the people that we chat with, I mean, so we can yeah. a few few random questions twenty to kind questions of kind of find out well, let's uh, see,
0: you're brilliant you 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 teach you help people with business, you run a restaurant, anything fun like well, that sounds fun too, but anything like just <laughs> right?
1: yeah like what what are some of your other hobbies and interests like what are some of the other things that you enjoy doing?
2: I realize now um. We need to take vacation every now and then, so I I talk with my husband and my kids like, hey you know it's been stressful a couple of months um let's make a commitment to go out and just leave the city for a few days like every month or every other month so that's something that we've been doing just visiting local places in Utah just like, for example, Flaming Gore, just somewhere in Utah. You know, Utah is very beautiful. Got a lot of places that we haven't visited. So that's something that a habit that we like to make to relax sure. a
1: little bit. Sure. Yep.
2: Yeah, that's so important.
1: All right. If you have ever wanted to create your own podcast and you don't know where to start, you're going to want to listen up. I am going to be doing a podcast class. At the University of Utah, this is going to be online. This is starting up in a couple of weeks. This is the perfect course if you don't know where to begin. I've created this course to show the beginner podcaster everything that they're going to need to know to record, edit, publish, and grow their very own podcast. You're going to want to join us to learn the entire process of creating a podcast from idea, to podcast launch you're going to choose how to choose you're going to learn how to choose subject matter what equipment you need to create a quality podcast how to record how to edit how to find sponsors and how to publish your podcast to Apple Podcasts Spotify Pandora Stitcher and all the other audio outlets All right, guys, no more piecing together all those outdated podcasting information that you see on the internet. No more throwing away money on outdated books, wasting your money on the wrong podcast equipment, because I've been there before. And if you've ever wanted to start your own podcast, this is the class for you. Like I said, this is hosted in part of the University of Utah Lifelong Learning Series So that means you don't need to be a student. You can just come join me for this class and learn how to create a killer podcast. Everyone is invited. I am saltlake.com slash podcast class. Type that into your web browser and it will forward you over for all the information where you can sign up, where you can get more information about this podcast class. It is starting up, I think, October 27th, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Go check it out. I want to see you in the class. And uh, let's get back to that conversation. Do you have like a do you have like a personal hero? Do you have like somebody that you like uh, admire that motivates you that m- like is a secret mentor?
0: But not oh. anymore. Now it's going to be a non-secret mentor. Yeah, I don't know. Just a,
1: a hero, I guess. A secret. <laughs> right, right. Someone
0: maybe. who who inspires you.
2: I have a lot of friends that I that inspire me in the networking groups that I belong. Who would uh, like in the past? I know I I admire my manager. Who I, whom I work for um, in Accenture, the consulting company I worked for before. And I know I admire my HR manager, the first manager I worked for my first uh, year of career in a professional career. She just seems to seize an HR lady, but she is the one that running meetings with operations managers who are all guys, And when she's not in the meeting room, those guys are panicking. (laughs) Where is she? Where is she? We need to to get on with the agenda. Like, guys, you guys can start. This is operations meeting anyway. (laughs) So I admire her energy. Like, she would work until 8 o'clock and then coming back in the morning at 7 and just still, like, full of energy. So I still remember that. I want to be like that. No matter what life throws you in the morning, you would have to get up and do it again. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I just I
0: just want to say I love that your your heroes or the people who inspire you are real people that you've worked with and learned from. I think that's kind of rare today because th- we have this um, Hollywood culture, right, where people mm-hmm. are inspired by people they don't know and like catchphrases. And and I think that's great. But it's so much more beneficial for you to actually learn from the people around you.
2: Cool yeah, these are the that. actual people who work yeah. and get their hands dirty. Even in the mining, they all like the miners are all tough, tough people working underground and get up and do it again. And yeah, I learn a lot from those guys too. Oh, I bet.
1: If you could learn one random skill, what would it be?
2: Yeah, I like to learn language. I, I started learning French uh, when I was in university. For a few months, but never really got a good grasp. I mean, I speak Spanish now, but learning new language would be awesome. Another thing, I'm a I'm a certified rescue diver. I've always wanted to be one day, be a dive master. <laughs> wow, <what? laughs> that Ooh, would be, okay. I would need to do another sixty dives, but and get that Holy certification. But cow.
0: that would be Is- you know.
2: Blue is that like the,
0: <laughs> the tall dive thing that you see people do on TV? That's scary. Oh, the
2: sky dive. No, this is the deep dive. This oh, is yeah. a
1: deep, the deep dive, dive
2: where you're okay. Okay,
0: well, like, yeah. like an
1: ocean diver. An like ocean. Like, well, that was a dumb question. No, I this had. is this is fascinating. This is why I love to ask that question <laughs> yeah. because you can find like I wouldn't have expected you to be a, a dive like a deep. How how deep have you dived? How how deep have you gone?
2: Um, a hundredth Um try to remember so the diving itself you have uh open water sure adventure dive you don't need a yeah. license they give you like three hours slice uh not three hours even probably an hour of overview and you don't need a license for that and then after that you have an open water diver uh certified and after that you have an advanced diver you have to go um you have to be certified and pass certain uh, written tests and practical tests, and then after that, you got a rescue diver where you're supposed to rescue someone. It's just like pretend you know, you have your friend lying down on the bottom and you have to try <laughs> to help them out, wow. and after that, dive master, and then after that, dive instructor. So, I'm on the rescue diver certification, um, just because. In the mining, when I work at, the, at Freeport McMoran, which is in West Papua, we got uh, my work schedule was six weeks on, working Monday to Saturday for six weeks. And then I got two weeks off. So that two weeks off, I took advantage of taking the dive lessons. And uh, I think going back to that question, I think it's what I study is in meters. So I think it's about 100 feet is for the rescue diver. I can dive too.
1: That's pretty deep. You're like I mean. a yeah.
2: hardcore lifeguard.
1: I mean, I go deeper than like five feet in a swimming pool and I'm like, okay, there's the top. I can still get pretty close, you know?
0: You know, you know, you you went, oh no, I was, this just reminded me, I was, uh, took our daughter swimming with my family a little while ago and it was at some place. I don't know. I can't remember down South and, uh, it was shallow and you could walk in kind of like a pool and I was all excited. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm going to walk all the way. No idea. There's a cliff. And I, and I just, it was very embarrassing oh, and so, And <laughs> I don't
2: think but you also that know I could you, ever be you, in charge of yeah,
0: saving people.
2: Yeah, but like you, when you went down the deep end of the pool, you know it's very quiet there, right? So ocean is that you know deep down it's very quiet, very serene, and you see all this fish, manta or whatever. I've seen barracuda. It's it's. I love the. Shipwreck dive because a lot of stuff you can find in that yeah. ship.
0: <laughs> Do you actually get to go and and like explore shipwrecks and stuff? Yeah, I my there's
2: God. a dive spot in Bali because you know Indonesia we got Bali and we got yeah. a lot of diving spots. Not only in Bali but other places. But that's one of my more I I really love I really enjoy that dive the shipwreck. There's a famous barracuda who's always around that shipwreck and. When I went diving, it was like he was there. <laughs> wow. Just like people tell you, you yeah. will find a barracuda. Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Warning. That's kind of important to know about. Sometimes. Yeah, I, th- I think I think I just added something new to my bucket list. I know of uh, doing of a shipwreck things to do. Dive.
0: That that is the one thing that would motivate me to learn to scuba dive. That is the one thing. Do you do you have like a collection of things that you found? Um, like Ariel, little mermaid no you're not supposed to take out oh something. okay I oh wait, i would be a terrible <laughs> Too bad. i would do bad at that job
1: yeah. you can't <laughs> even take a little <laughs> seashell with you i, I want, want my
0: own a, museum
2: guys come you know, on not even, not even
1: a rock or a, or a seashell or no anything. they, oh, they warned you hard. like
2: what you see you can enjoy down there do not Bring it Solid up. Solid point. So.
1: I, I guess if you if if everybody other took ra- something, then there would be nothing left. There'd be
2: nothing
0: left. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> you got to leave something for other people to explore. I am so selfish. Enjoy, okay. yeah. <laughs>
1: let's uh, let's switch directions. We have a few uh, Salt Lake City related questions that we ask everybody on the podcast here. We have family and friends that visit us. Maybe you have some, some family that comes visit you from time to time. And they're like, hey, show me around town. Take me and show me a few of your favorite spots. Maybe even the mountains or maybe even the Great Salt Lake. I don't know. Do you have one or two favorite places that you like to take people to when they visit?
2: Yeah, I um, I love Gardner Village. It's I think it's uh, still a gem. Um, people don't go. The last time I went there like a few months ago – uh, I don't think people I don't know why Um, I like I like to always take my friends there to show you know because the Archibald history right I don't know how many wives he had <laughs> the restaurant used to have like each table or like for this wife and this wife I thought I was that's one thing that make Utah unique right another another one is I think uh, it's Took my sister, she came from Indonesia a few years ago. Took, I took her to Moab and Zions and the national parks. And there's a lot that Utah has that, yeah, def- definitely worth taking friends and families to. But those are like the three that I like to take people to.
1: Awesome. Another, another question we ask is favorite local eating spots. Obviously BGR. I mean, that's, I'm sure one of your favorites, but I'm sure you have one or two other favorites that you like from time to time. Maybe I don't know. Is there, is there one or two favorites that you have even around your area that right there by BGR that you like?
2: Yeah. Let me, there's a lot of them. Let me think of, uh, I like Tsunami. I like Somi, which is my neighbor. I think um, Mike's done a great job keeping the quality up. Actually, I like to visit all my neighbors' businesses, neighboring businesses like the nail spa. If I pull in double shift, I have one hour I can spend. I I go to the ruin too, and you know if I have an hour, more than an hour, I go to the Dusty Bell Spa and get a reflexology or kind of refresh you before the next shift. Wow!
1: Yeah, you got a list. lot of you have a lot of good shops over there by you. Um, I mean, because the movie theaters right right there too, you know, and and, and whatnot. Yep. Yep. But is there anything you would change about you know Sugar House about the Salt Lake City area about the valley? Is there anything that you would change if you could? Let's say you had the power and you were. I don't know the mayor. So I mean, you were the, the ma- king of Salt Lake. Yeah, the king of, or the Salt, Lake. of Salt Lake, the queen of Salt Lake. I'm sorry, I don't know the head. <laughs> is there, is there anything <laughs> would change?
2: I wish we could do more for the homeless. It seems like a feel, especially like on Tuesday. You know, you're thinking about how are they going to survive during that crazy win. I didn't even know. Are they? Do they get shelter in or? We were out of I power. Uh, we were out of power, so. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I
1: think most of uh, the area was out of power.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's really, uh, yeah. So I, I wish I'm there's something you. we could do for them, <laughs> like build more facilities for them to, you know, have meal, take shower, and give them um, like facility to train them to get them back on uh, on their feet. I actually, yeah. in, I'm
0: having all these epiphanies. In high school, I wanted to do that with my life. I, I was, I was going to set up a thing, and I was going to help homeless people and get them a suit and write them a resume. Yeah, had these right, this big dream, and then, and that's them you know, with the job that, interview, that get them cool. a job,
2: or yeah,
0: yeah, I know that would be rad.
1: And why didn't you do it, Crazy?
2: Oh, because <laughs> I realized it would be hard. <laughs> I'm like, had had Salt Lake podcast, Crazy. I have so many great <laughs> ideas, but yeah. <laughs> The work thing. No, yeah. you're changing the world with podcasts. So, that's good. well, there you go. You
1: know, and that—that's originally when I started this show. It was to, you know, to change Salt Lake City. Because again, I mean, Salt it's Lake true. City's changed a lot in the last eight years. So. There's been a lot of change through the years, but uh, I am so glad to finally get you on the podcast. I'm so glad to uh, finally uh, get you on the show. was before we wrap up here, was there anything you were hoping we would talk about that we didn't get a chance? Is there anything you want to promote at bGR uh, website address? How can people get a hold of you? I mean let's let's talk about everything here.
2: Yeah, we have we have the online ordering um, app. We have a loyalty app that people can order uh, through, and it will ramp, uh, ramp up their rewards and get a free burger every eight meals or so. Oh, cool. uh, every eight yeah. meals, sorry, every eight meals. And we also we got that shop in Utah, Grant, and I'm uh, we're rolling out a couple of discounts. But what I'm really excited is going to give the chance to our customers to donate food for free for our nonprofit. So we cover that donation. So all they have to do is just when they order, I'm still trying to figure this out with my POS, (laughs) but this is my vision. I want them to order a burger, for example, and then they could order another burger for donation. And that way I could have that in my record. And then throughout the month of October, for example, I got 300 burgers to donate to. That actually the customers donate. That we just cover for it. We just pay for it. And we, I asked my staff what kind of what which nonprofit would you like us to donate to, and they all have very good idea which one they would like to support, like the homeless one, and the other one is uh, I don't know the name. Um, I'm gonna ask my staff again, but nonprofit that helps uh, LGBTQ kids to go through their life challenges. And we always donate to people helping people, which is helping women, mostly single women to get a better, better um, work, better job and volunteers of America. So those are, I'm really excited to roll that out. I think people are excited when they donate.
0: Well, it's nice because it makes you feel like you can actually, like we can't tackle all the things that we're passionate about because we would burn out. But it's like something that yeah. we can do when we have a choice, a chance that would actually make an impact on somebody. And that's that feels good, you know.
2: So it's not going on right now. Um, I'm targeting next week. I'm going to like the nine, uh September 19th, we start rolling that out. So I just want to make sure that I my POS is ready so that I could get the detail of the records of how many people are donating that we have. They actually donate for free. So because we cover for mm. that donation. They just have to order that for donation, they won't be charged for it. Oh,
0: so you don't need, you
2: they can just say I want to
0: donate one and and yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't even pick and up we'll on that. I thought it, maybe yeah.
2: they paid to donate it. I know, it's hard wow. to um elaborate it. That's why I have, I'm having a hard mm-hmm. time setting it up because I need to talk to the POS guy <laughs> and explain really really clear yeah. what I what I meant, so. <laughs>
0: I wonder if it could be like one cent and you can like donate for one cent. Oh. Huh. Cause then yeah. I think people have a that hard time good. understanding that they can do something good for free. <laughs>
1: <You>
0: know, like <laughs> a little skeptical <laughs> as human beings, right?
1: What's, uh, how can people connect with you? How can people connect with you on social media? Uh, are you, are you, I guess you're on probably Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff.
2: Yeah, we, uh, our, Instagram tag is BGR Sugarhouse all in one word. The Facebook is BGR Sugar House. We're not on LinkedIn yet. So those are the two that we that we uh, that we have. They can always email us at management at dot That would go to me. And I try to respond to everything.
1: Okay. Very cool. Awesome. Anything else you want to ask her, Chrissy, or you have a final well, question? Well, I have my final question. She has a final question. She asks, thank you so much for doing the podcast with us today. Yeah. Seriously, it's been so fun to get to know you, get to know a little bit more about BGR. I know it's hard to talk about everything. I mean, I know there's so much we could talk about. I just kind of like to skim the surface and find out a little bit about the person, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, thank
0: you. I, you I guys feel like we learned so many awesome. cool things about you. Oh,
2: okay. No, I'm just... Saying you know, I we appreciate what you guys do here, trying to promote businesses, uh doing podcasts, spending time and trying to promote us. It's 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 really appreciated. I'm sure everyone's agree with me. Thank you.
1: There's so many cool people here mm-hmm. in, in Utah. <laughs> you know, and so we definitely <laughs> exactly. want to chat with them all. So go ahead and ask your final question here, Chrissy. All
0: right, the final question is. If you could leave everyone with a motto or a piece of life advice, what would you tell them? Do a good karma. Thanks again to Maylee Miles for joining us on this episode of the podcast. All the links that we mentioned in this conversation can be found with this episode show notes on our podcast website, which is IamSaltLake.com slash 450 for episode 450.
1: And while you're there, dig through our back catalog. We got yeah. a lot of episodes up there to listen. I mean, well, we got 450 episodes now. But so
0: Hopefully there's one you want to hear. Yeah,
1: yeah. Hey, but it is weekly recommendation time, that time of the podcast where Chrissy and I, we recommend something where uh, that we enjoy, that we like, that we just want to tell you about, that we want to... Uh, they're not sponsors of the podcast, usually, most right. of the time. 99.9% I mean, of the time. I mean, sometimes they are
0: because we genuinely love them, but this is purely recommendations that we've fallen in love with.
1: Which I'm going to let you go first, Chrissy. Ooh,
0: ooh, I'm excited about mine. Okay. Uh, I went to the One Sweet Festival yeah, yesterday Yeah, well, the with interview the kids. that
1: last week uh-huh. that we did with Carson.
0: Yeah, with Carson. And I got to see him. He's such a great guy. But uh, while I was there, I got to pick up something from Sweet Vinyl Bake Shop, and I got to talk to the lovely owner and baker. And uh, I brought it home and actually Lucy, our three-year-old, stole it from me because it was so good. It was a uh, cheesecake with fruit. I mean, it was like pretty healthy, delicious, so good. I would recommend anyone to go try her stuff. It's so great.
1: I got to look at it. It looked cool. It's real pretty. Yeah. So Tasted su- better. Sweet vinyl bake shop. Maybe we need to get them on the podcast. You we know? totally should. And my weekly recommendation is going to be Wholesome Co., which is a uh, a cannabis dispensary here in Utah, in our area. They're in Bountiful, actually. So for uh, my medical uh, cannabis card holders out there listening, if you haven't gone to Wholesome Co., go check it out. I'm serious. They are super nice up there, super easy to work with. Uh, they just implemented a curbside pickup, so you can go pick up your cannabis. You don't even need to get out of your car. Just place your order on the website, wholesomeco.com. Or no, actually, it's wholesome.co. There's a mm-hmm. website, wholesome.co yeah. Yeah. and then uh, go up there and pick it up.
0: And dude, like, you know, we don't have that many open, right? Yeah. There, uh, there, yet, there, well,
1: there's actually a, there's deep, a few. We've got few. like five now, five yeah. or six.
0: But from one, the ones I've seen, Wholesome, I've been yeah. super impressed with the way that they've created a, a really good experience for people who need their medicine. Yeah. It's easy for anyone to be able to get to it the way they can. So I've been really impressed with that
1: too. Their address, 580 West, 100 North, right in Bountiful, right by Costco.
0: And before we leave you guys today, we just want to remind you to go vote for the I Am Salt Lake podcast in the Best Local Podcast section of City Weekly Best of Utah Awards. Uh, Our short link, Iamsaltlake.com slash best of Utah 2020. Super easy to remember. And remember, you have to at least vote for 10 categories to submit your votes. There are tons of categories, so I guarantee you'll find at least 10 things you love about Salt Lake. And if you can't think of one. Reach out to Chrissy
1: or I. We'll, yeah. we'll recommend We'll one. tell you what to do. Or one of our sponsors <laughs> or something like that, you know. Yeah. Hey, but you guys have a great week. Get out and enjoy the city. Support local, especially right now. Our local businesses could really use your help. And we're going to see you next week on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast.
0: And good night, Grammy.